Today is Tuesday, February 6, 2018, and you're listening to the official VIEW News Podcast. I'm Greg Pollock. And I'm Adam Jar. In this podcast, we aim to provide VIEW developers the news they need to stay up to date with their technology in about five or six minutes. Links to all the stories we talk about can be found in our weekly newsletter and on news.viewjs.org. And today we officially launched the new website on that URL. News.viewjs.org. It reads like a newspaper, so you can easily find the latest stories or listen to the latest podcast. You've probably heard about Firebase, which you can easily use as your backend for a view application. But you might not have heard about Cloud Firestore, a new NoSQL document database launched in late 2017. Firestore gives you a powerful query language for modeling complex data relationships, and it makes it simple to sync data across client apps with real-time listeners. Whoa, so I can have data objects that are, well, reactive, not just in a local browser, but reactive across multiple clients? Yeah, and it syncs all that for you by default. If you want to get started using this new database with an app, Jeff Delaney, Google developer expert for Firebase, wrote up an article showing how easy it is to get it up and running with Vue. Unit tests are great for testing small, isolated pieces of your application, but they can't guarantee that your application works when all those pieces are put together. That's why you need integration or end-to-end testing. Right, end-to-end or E2E tests. They can test your entire user flow of your site. Test Cafe is an E2E testing tool available as a Node.js package, so it doesn't require installing any other services, and it's easy to drop into your existing JavaScript development environment. Rowan Youngson shows you how to get started with Test Cafe in his new tutorial. When it comes to developing Android or iOS native applications with JavaScript, React has... React Native. Ding, ding. And Angular has... Native Script. Ding, ding. And Vue.js has... Uh, well, it's not Vue Native. (laughs) No, but it would if you followed the pattern. But one of the options you have is called Weeks. That's W-E-E-X, which is now an Apache incubator project. Joshua Berman-Durfer wrote up an article this week showing how to set up Weeks, allowing you to write regular Vue components with a custom templating language to create Android or iOS native apps. So this is how you might reuse code from a web app and into a native app. That's the idea. The project is still early, but it's being used for more than a few production apps, including ones developed by Alibaba. A component's lifecycle hooks can be very helpful, as long as you understand the order they'll be triggered in. Right. The order of those hooks becomes especially important if your components are communicating through props. Yeah, so if you're wondering whether you should prepare your prop data in the created or mounted hook of the parent component, remember that the parent component will wait for its children to mount before it mounts. Oh, so if a parent needs to modify the props it's sending into the child component, you should always do this in created instead of mounted? That's Brock Reese's suggestion. He says to only use the mounted hook if your component needs to interact with the DOM. Anything else should be taken care of in the created hook. If you're building more than a simple Vue application, you've got to use Vuex. This allows you to have a single source of truth, a centralized store that takes care of managing state so you can spend less time sending around props and triggering events. Yeah, and if you're just getting started with Vuex, Vue School has a free video course to get you started where they walk through how to build a simple shopping cart from scratch. If you have an app with users, that probably means you're using their email addresses for signing up, logging in, and other important functionality. So you better make sure you're collecting good emails. Exactly. MailCheck.js is a library that checks if the domain for an email is misspelled and how closely it matches up with a known domain like Gmail, Yahoo, or AOL. It then suggests the closest match. (laughs) Oh, wait a second. There are still people out there that use AOL.com? You'd be surprised. Check out Derek Sozo's tutorial to get started with MailCheck.js. 
If you have any friends on the fence about using Vue.js, Duncan Grant wrote up a great post entitled 10 Things I Love About Vue, which is fitting because Valentine's Day is coming up. He really does a great job listing out the benefits. Anything surprising about this article? Well, the biggest thing that stands out to me was that Vue is not maintained by a single corporation. Right, so he listed that as a good thing? Yeah. Duncan thinks it's a good thing for an open source library not to have the voting rights of its direction steered too much by a single corporation. Yep, that definitely makes sense. Promises are a very powerful feature in JavaScript. They let you perform asynchronous operations, but they lack one important feature. Oh, is this cancellation? Yeah. So for instance, if you have three tabs that each display different content, when a user clicks on, say, tab one, but then immediately clicks on tab two, we don't want to display the contents of tab one and then display the contents of tab two. Instead, we should cancel that initial tab one promise and only run the code to display tab two's content, which they just pressed. But how is that possible? Well, Mikhail Masinski provides several solutions in his new Codeburst tutorial, and even covers how to cancel a promise if you're using Vuex. Check it out. When you're first learning Laravel, you start by learning the basic create, read, update, and delete, or CRUD, page functionality. But what if you want to do those calls asynchronously? So you're saying instead of having full page reloads every time you do a CRUD action, using Ajax to do the database calls using a single page application? Right, yeah, like we like to do in Vue. Right, so you could basically build an API on the server side to keep things in sync. Exactly, and Laravel makes that pretty straightforward. Anthony Gore wrote up a great tutorial showing you how to get the basics up and running to keep the front end and the back end synchronized. This episode is sponsored by Vue Mastery. In mid-March, I'll be speaking at ViewConf in New Orleans. And if you want to join me, we're running a little sweepstakes right now to give away a free conference ticket. It includes the workshops for a total value of $1,250, and it's totally free to enter. And we'll send you our free Vue.js cheat sheet if you don't have it yet. You can enter the sweepstakes free by heading over to ViewMastery.com. And thanks for listening to the official Vue News podcast. Be sure to tune in every week to catch the latest news in the Vue community.